Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the new Classical FM. I've always maintained everyone who arrives in Canada should be given a kind of recording of Gould's Goldberg Variations as they walk through customs. That's pianist James Rhodes. You'll hear more from him later in the show. Our first guest is Canadian singer-songwriter Ron Sexsmith. Sexsmith is known for his melancholic folk-pop songs. He was named Songwriter of the Year at the Juno Awards in 2002. He's collaborated with artists including Leonard Cohen and Leslie Feist, and his songs have been covered by Katie Lang, Rod Stewart, and Paul McCartney. He joins the TSO on July 1st for a special Canada Day concert at Nathan Phillips Square. Ron Sexsmith is on the line now to tell me and my co-host, TSO Principal Bass Jeff Beecher, all about it. Ron, welcome. Um, welcome. Thanks. Uh, I, I should point out, uh, McCartney never did one of my songs. I, I, I did have breakfast with him once, though. So. Oh. Oh, that's even and, better, isn't it? <laughs> Sounds like yeah, a movie, was, Breakfast we, with Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we played some songs together, but we never, you know. But he was very nice to me. And, uh, but, uh, but other than that, it's, it was pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you feeling about your upcoming performance with the TSO? Um, I'm excited about it. I mean, I've heard all the um, arrangement mock-ups that uh, the arranger sent me. You know, a lot of them are based on the existing string arrangements that were on the records anyway, but I think they've been really fleshed out for a full orchestra, and um, I'm just excited about the rehearsal, you know, just to be, uh, we're going to rehearse at Roy Thompson, just to, um, you know, hear how it's all going to transpire. Ron, what do you think uh, an orchestra can do to transform your music? Obviously, you talked about some string arrangements on your album, but like a full symphonic sound, what does that do for you? Well, it just makes everything bigger, you know? It just sort of... Um, I mean, a quartet is fine, too, but just to hear all the sounds, you know, the woodwinds and the horns and everything, it just... I don't know, it's just a beautiful thing. All these people who know their instruments so well and they're playing my songs, it's just really very humbling. Do you find that it affects your singing when you're performing with a huge group like that? I'm hoping that it will, you know. I mean, my singing, I, you know, I, I think I've gotten better as a singer. I mean, my early records, I don't think I sang very well at all. But um, I think it'll make us all, you know, my band included, it'll make us all sort of rise to the occasion, I hope. So, Ron, July 1st, around the corner as well, the summer festival circuit. What's mm. up for you? Are you traveling a lot? No, not a whole lot. We're doing... Um, a, a, a rock festival in Japan called Fuji Rock. Um, I'm doing a couple local ones, one in St. Mary's, sort of a folk fest, and also summer music fest in Stratford in, in August. So, But, uh, yeah, you know, I think I, I used to do more festivals in the summer, but I, I just I don't get asked that much. So I don't know what, what I did wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of nice to kick back, though, too, right? Take a little, Take it easy a little bit. Yeah, well, we've just came back from Europe. We were on, on the road for over a month, over you know, all over UK, and you know, we ended up in Sweden and all these places. So, I was really happy to get get home and uh, rest up. My health really suffers when I tour, so I, I just feel I have to uh, need some R and R right now. <laughs> well, Ron, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Everybody at the TSO is so excited to celebrate Canada Day with you and uh, Thank you. play your tunes. It's going to be a fantastic show. I hope so, thanks. That was singer-songwriter Ron Sexsmith. He takes the stage with the TSO at a special Canada Day concert this Saturday night at Nathan Phillips Square. Admission is free. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us.
Our next guest is pianist James Rhodes. Although he received no formal music education or mentoring, he has achieved international acclaim as a classical pianist. But Rhodes is not just a pianist, he's also a communicator. His recitals feature colorful onstage introductions to each piece. He's also a best-selling author and prolific tweeter. James Rhodes is in the midst of a documentary about the great Glenn Gould, and we caught up with him to find out more about it. So James, what brings you to Toronto? I'm here in Toronto um, in search of Gould. It's kind of like a musical pilgrimage, um, a personal pilgrimage even. I'm making a documentary for the BBC um, about him, um, looking at certain facets of his life, technology, um, the man himself, the often disputed and slightly curious idea that maybe he had Asperger's or was somehow on the spectrum. Um, So I'm meeting all kinds of amazing people who knew him and other people who didn't know him and doctors and politicians and engineers and producers um, to try and get a, a better picture of him. Who are you speaking with in the documentary? We are speaking to, for example, Lorne Tulk, who was one of his greatest producers. Um, We're talking, I hope, to Cornelia Foss, who was his lover, Um, meeting Justin Trudeau, which is very exciting, uh, to fly the flag for Canada a bit. I've always maintained everyone who arrives in Canada should be given a kind of... uh, recording of Gould's Goldberg variations as they walk through customs. And it was funny because I went um, through customs yesterday and the guy asked me what I was doing here and I told him and he said, oh, great, Glenn Gould. And, and he said, who are you meeting? Like, like you asked. And I said, I'm meeting Justin Trudeau. And he just broke into this huge smile. He said, oh, we took selfies with him at Pride this year and he's, we all love him here. And I just remember thinking that would never happen in America. It would never happen in England. Um, but here in Canada, it's, um, yeah, there's a lot of love and a lot of friendliness. And um, so I'm meeting some really cool people. As far as musical icons go, Glenn Gould is one of those that people can become really obsessed with. What do you think it is about him that attracts so much attention? That's such a great question. I think until Gould came along, there was there was never anyone quite like him. I mean, he he. It sounds so stupid to say, but he he was a pinup, wasn't he? He was rock star handsome. I mean, the guy did interviews with Rolling Stone for God's sake, and um, he didn't seem to care about saying the wrong thing or upsetting people. He, he was a, a typical iconoclast. He didn't care. A bit like Beethoven. You know, Beethoven composed at a time when every other composer were trying to kind of woo their audience. And Beethoven just kicked down the door and planted bombs under their seats. And, and Gould did the same thing. You know, if you're given a record contract at that age, when you're so young, and you say... I'm going to record the Goldberg Variations, when no one had recorded it on a piano, no one even knew who it was. There was Wonderland Oscar on a harpsichord, which is just the worst instrument in the world. And, and, and to stick to his guns and do that, still one of the greatest-selling, best-selling classical albums of all time. And he just, he didn't care. His love was music, and, and that was it. And I love him for that. I love him for that. So he does, he inspires, I think, immense love, especially in Canada, where he just absolutely... He could have lived anywhere in the world and been treated as a rock star, and he just, he loved it. It was his home, and, and it, it's like, you know, you read people who win the lottery, and they say, oh, it will never change me, and it always changes them. Gould won the musical lottery, and it didn't change him. He was the same, and, and I really, you've got to respect that. Now, you've embraced technology so much, and your career extends into media beyond performing in a concert hall. Do you model your career after Gould's in any way? Gould and I are very, very similar. We're both complete geniuses when it comes to music. <laughs> I'm a slightly better pianist, obviously, um, and I'm much better looking. But no, of course not. I couldn't model anything on Gould. I mean, Gould is 
you know, the benchmark for everything. I mean, Christ, kissing doesn't play Bach because of Gould. I mean, how insane is that? I, I mean, I've got no words when I hear things like that. He inspires just awestruck terror in pianists. I would never aspire to model myself on him. But I do think that were he alive today, he would embrace all of those things. He would, he would love Twitter. He would get into fights all the time on Twitter with people, and he would indulge in these long rants on Facebook, and he would make... Imagine what he would do with YouTube. My God. I mean, the, the conversations he would have with himself, broadcast to millions of people, he'd be in his element doing that. Um, he was so far ahead of his time. In so many ways, Glenn Gould was such a colorful character. Do you have a favorite Gould story that captures his personality? There's one thing I love about him. It's not a specific story, but it's this idea that he would call people he barely knew and just talk at them all night long. My equivalent of that, because when it's three o'clock in the morning and you're going crazy and you want to chuck yourself out the window, it's not a good idea to be on your own. And I would listen to talk radio as to kind of keep me company. Gould would just pick up the phone and, and even while, while the guy he's speaking to is asleep on the end of the phone, he didn't care. He'd just talk at them about music, about whatever. And I love that. To me, Gould is this kind of giant child in a really good way. And I think when you are able to have the focus of an adult and the discipline of an adult with that childish enthusiasm and love for all things creative before it kind of gets beaten out of us by divorce and mortgages and tax and everything else and and politics that's the ideal combination and he had that and he never lost it and I think that's something to aspire to for all of us That was pianist James Rhodes Catch the TSO's tribute to Glenn Gould as the Canada Mosaic celebrations continue in September Find out more information at tso.ca That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO podcast. Get the best deal ever from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. See three or more concerts from only $79 when you compose your own subscription today. Choose a symphony by Beethoven or Tchaikovsky, a pop show like On Broadway, plus a blockbuster film like Jaws with live orchestra. Only TSO subscribers earn exclusive benefits like complimentary coat check and no-fee ticket exchanges. TSO subscription is on sale now. Order yours today at tso.ca slash subscribe.